Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week we're talking about Parashat Vayera, a continuation of the life and avodat Hashem of Avraham Avinu. Uh, at the end of the last parasha, at the end of Lech Lecha, we were taught that uh, Avraham fulfilled Hashem's mitzvah uh, to be circumcised and to uh, circumcise uh, his son Yishmael and all of his male slaves. So Avraham is apparently uh, recuperating from this. Uh, when the parasha opens, uh, Avraham is in Hebron, uh, and uh, he sees uh, three visitors come. But uh, first, Hashem comes to appear to Avraham, and then uh, during the time that Hashem is, as it were, uh, communing with him, uh, Avraham notices these strangers approaching, and so Avraham Abraham welcomes his guests, and they serve, Abraham and Sarah serve a meal uh, to their guests. It's very clear from this uh, part of the story that Abraham uh, and Sarah consider it a great uh, privilege, we would call it a mitzvah, to uh, welcome guests, to take care of guests, meaning people who are passing by, wayfarers. And uh, among the things that these guests do uh, is they uh, they say that uh, one year from this time, Sarah will have a child. And Sarah's reaction to hearing this is a reaction of laughter. Hashem uh, corrects her and says uh, nothing is impossible uh, when Hashem is, uh, gets involved, uh, and uh, therefore she should not have should not have left. Uh, You'd think at this point Avram would realize that uh, these three visitors are not just regular people. Uh, but then again, uh, for Avram, who is accustomed to living a very spiritual life, uh, he could have just regarded these as people who have something nice to say, uh, a, a prayer, uh, when in fact, as we find out later on, they are angels. But uh, for Avram, uh, who lives such a spiritual life, uh, Angels are a, are a commonplace. Uh, and, uh, and so what, uh, what Sarah should have done was she should have said, uh, you know, Amen, please God, uh, that this will, uh, that this will happen. Instead, Hashem, uh, corrects her. Uh, as they leave, Abraham accompanies his guests, uh, because they are on their way to Sodom. Uh, it's at this point that Hashem uh, brings Avraham into uh, his plans for what he intends to do uh, with Sodom, because as Hashem uh, states, Avraham has a right to know uh, what is going to what is going to happen. And when um, when this happens, Hashem decides has decided the fate of of Sodom. However, Avraham. Uh, argues for the people of Sodom. He says, well, perhaps there are 50 righteous people in Sodom. And Hashem says, uh, essentially, if there were, uh, I would uh, I would spare the city. Uh, and then Abraham lowers the, the suggestion. Maybe there are only 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. 
And then in the end, uh, Hashem withdraws from uh, from communicating with Avraham, and uh, Avraham realizes that he has to return, and the fate of Sodom is sealed. The next part of the parasha deals with uh, Sodom itself, the, the uh, events leading up to uh, the destruction of Sodom. Uh, at this point, two visitors come to Sodom, only two of them. Uh, our rabbis teach us that the three originally were sent because they had three different uh, tasks. And angels, generally speaking, uh, are assigned to do one task. One of the uh, one of the tasks that uh, were assigned to the angel uh, was to inform Abraham and Sarah that Sarah is going to have a child. And uh, that uh, task has been completed. So there's no need for that angel to, to continue. That angel returns to, as it were, to headquarters. Um, the other two angels, well, one is sent to uh, heal Abraham, uh, and the other is sent to destroy Sodom. Uh, the one who heals Avraham has another type of uh, healing job, namely to save uh, Lot, uh, as we'll find out. So those two are the ones that make their way to Sodom. When Lot sees them, Lot, who is, despite uh, uh, having strayed from certain of Avraham's values, uh, still values the importance of taking care of guests, and so he greets the guests, and uh, at first they refuse, but eventually they agree to go to Lot's house, and Lot serves them uh, a meal. Um, we find out just uh, from this incident just how wicked the people of Sodom are, because the people of Sodom uh, demand that they that Lot uh, bring out these outsiders. And Lot protects his guests and even offers his daughters, which is uh, clearly not an appropriate thing to do, uh, although it is important that he protect his guests, but uh, offering his daughters in uh, in their stead is certainly not uh, not called for. But the angels strike the people of Sodom with blindness, and uh, they give up. Uh, and then we see how Lot is rescued from the city. The uh, two angels tell him, uh, you may take your family before we destroy Sodom. Lot tells his sons-in-law, but they don't take him seriously. And that means that uh, two, the, the two other daughters of Lot uh, do not come out. Uh, so Lot is, uh, uh, is, is only left with himself, his wife, and the two remaining daughters. Uh, Lot uh, tarries. Clearly he... Uh, he wants to see how much wealth he can take out with him, and so the angels, because they are, they have a mission to do, uh, miraculously transport Lot and his family outside of the city. And they instruct, "Do not look behind you, but instead flee to the mountain." Lot says, "I can't go to the mountain. Let me take refuge in the small city." And they provide, they agree to that, and so Lot takes refuge. Uh, in one of the the one small city, the city of Tsar, which is not destroyed at this time, and then we read about the actual destruction of Sodom. Sulfur and fire rain down from heaven, um, and the entire plain is overturned. Uh, and uh, Lot, this Lot's wife, disobeys. She turns around, looks behind, 
and she is turned into a pillar of salt. Meanwhile, Avram, who lives some distance away but can see, uh, arises and beholds the destruction uh, of, of this place of uh, Sodom. And so Hashem spares Lot and his two daughters. Afterwards, uh, we learn uh, that Lot and his uh, daughters do not stay in Tsar, uh but instead uh, they live in a cave. And the daughters come to the conclusion that uh, they are the only ones left, perhaps in the whole world, and therefore we have to repopulate the earth. Uh, so the only way to do that is to become pregnant by our father, and the only way to do that is to get him drunk. Uh, first the older daughter does it, and then the next night the younger daughter, and as a result, the older daughter has a child called Moav, which means from father. From them comes, from that child comes the nation of Moab, Moav. Uh, the younger one is called Ben-Ami, son of my people, which also essentially means from father, and from then comes the people of Ammon. And uh, it's at this point that we uh, we uh, hear essentially the last of, of, of Lot, but we do know about his uh, children uh, by his daughters uh, Moab and Ammon. We then return to Avraham and find out about his life in the land of the Pelishtim, when they come to the land of the Plishtim, uh, Avram says that we are uh, brother and sister. This is something that he's done before because he's afraid uh, of the local people taking taking uh, Sarah from him, uh, but killing him as well. Uh, so they say they are brother and sister. Well, if they're brother and sister, then Sarah is available and Avimelech, the king of the Plishtim, of the Philistines, takes Sarah. Uh, but uh, Hashem warns Avimelech in a dream uh, that something terrible is going to happen to him. He's going to die uh, if he doesn't give back this woman who is actually married. And so Avimelech uh, confronts Avraham. Uh, why did you do this? Why did you say that you were brother and sister? And Avraham says, one thing is that uh, I saw that there was no fear of God here. And uh, the people here... Uh, would be prepared to kill me in order to have uh, have Sarah. Uh, furthermore, he says, in a sense, we are brother and sister. We are uh, half brother and half sister, coming from two different mothers. Avimelech appeases Avraham and Sarah, giving various gifts, uh, and Avraham prays for Avimelech and his household. Uh, all of the women in Avimelech's household uh, have not been able to have children. And Avraham prays. And this prayer uh, for Avimelech's household uh, seems to be uh, the, the final act that, uh, in, in, in the merit of which uh, Avraham and Sarah finally have their child. Because the next thing we learn about is the birth of Yitzchak. At the time, Avraham is 100, Sarah is 90, uh, Yitz, and they name the child Yitzchak, um, as was predicted. Uh, Yitzchak is circumcised at the age of eight days, and uh, Avraham makes a celebration uh, when Yitzchak is weaned. Uh, however, in the next section, uh, we learn about the expulsion of Yishmael and of Hagar, uh, and that's because uh, Yishmael is observed misbehaving, and so Sarah demands that Avraham expel Yishmael and his mother Hagar, 
Abraham is reluctant, but Hashem instructs him to, to obey Sarah, uh, because after all, Yitzchak is your true heir. Of course, Ishmael too will become a great nation, um, uh, but uh, Avraham obeys Hashem and he sends uh, Yishmael and Hagar away. And uh, they wander in the desert near Beersheba. Uh, they, have some, they have some food, they have some water, but the water runs out. And tearfully, Hagar uh, leaves Ishmael because she cannot bear to watch that he's going to die. Hashem hears this and uh, shows Hagar a well of water, uh, and Hagar is able to give Ishmael to drink, and this saves Ishmael's life. And we learn later that Ishmael grows and he lives uh, in the desert uh, and lives as an archer, and Hagar even finds him a wife. She takes him a wife from her native Egypt. The next part of the parasha uh, returns to the story of Avraham. Uh, himself, and uh, we find out about an interaction between Avraham and Avimelech. Avimelech comes to where Avraham lives uh, and says, I see that Hashem is with you, uh, and therefore please swear that you will not be uh, false to me or to my future generations, uh, which Avraham does. There is a dispute over a well, and they make a covenant, they make a brit, and the sign of the covenant covenant is seven lambs. Seven is Sheva. Sheva also suggests the word for an oath, Shavuah. And since this takes place uh, over a well, uh, it is called Be'er Sheva. And uh, then afterwards, Avimelech and Pichol return. Uh, we find that Avram lives in the land of Plishtim for a long time, during which time he uh, plants an Eshel, which is probably uh, either a grove of trees or might ref- be a, a term for his for his tent, but it's certainly a uh, an example of Avram's further uh, chesed uh, towards uh, towards people pass through, passing through. But Avram lives there for many years, and it's at this point that we are introduced to the uh, the important uh, incident known as the Akedah, the binding of Isaac. Uh, Hashem tells Avraham, um, gives him a command, take your son, your only one whom you love, Yitzchak, and bring him up as a burnt offering. So Avraham begins the journey. Uh, he rises early. It takes him three days. Of course, Avraham takes Yitzchak, but also he takes two servants with him. And uh, at a certain point, Avraham and Yitzchak ascend the mountain together. And when Yitzchak asks, where is the sacrificial lamb, uh, Avraham's response is, God will provide. They get up to the top, to the mountain, uh, prepare the altar. Uh, Akedah means binding. So Avraham ties up Yitzchak so that he will stay still uh, when Avraham will slaughter him. Avraham is completely ready to fulfill Hashem's will. However, the angel tells Avraham not to do anything to Yitzchak because Avraham has demonstrated that he is God-fearing. Avraham sees a ram and sacrifices the ram in place of uh, in place of Yitzchak, and he calls the place Hashem Yir'eh, God will see or God will choose, which echoes 
what Avram had said to Yitzchak when Yitzchak uh, asked, where is the lamb? He said, God will yireh. Uh, he will see, meaning he will choose. So this is a place that Hashem will choose. And the angel blesses Avraham and his descendants. After which, uh, Avraham returns to uh, Beersheba. In the last part of the parasha, uh, Avraham receives word uh, about what has been happening in the intervening years uh, with his brother Nahor's family. He knew that Nahor is married to Milka, uh, and he learns about all of Nahor's uh, children, grandchildren, and among them is a very important Rivka. And Rivka, as we know, will eventually be the wife of Yitzchak. Now, in uh, looking uh, more closely at uh, part of the parasha, uh, we should uh, talk about the uh, the incident in which Hashem informs, or through the angels, informs that uh, Yitzchak, that uh, Sarah is going to have a child in a year named, named Sarah, and she laughs. But Yitzchak Sarah the Kirba, she laughs uh, to herself. And she says, Now that I'm withered, am I to have enjoyment with my husband so old? In other words, I'm, I'm very old. And is, is it possible for me to be youthful again? And uh, after all, my husband is so old. Um, and uh, God criticizes, uh, God corrects her expression of a lack of complete uh, faith in, in Hashem. Uh, and he says, why is it that Sarah uh, left, saying, uh, Shall I in truth bear a child as old as I am? And uh, we, we note that there's a bit of a difference between the way uh, Sarah actually said it and the way that uh, Hashem quotes it. Sarah said, uh, I'm, I'm old, that's true, and my, my husband is old. Uh, Hashem does not mention anything about uh, about the the husband being old. Uh, instead, uh, she he, he talks about uh, the fact that uh, Sarah said that she is old. So that is uh, that is noteworthy, and uh, therefore the Gemara in Yavamot says that we learn from this how important it is to maintain peace, such as peace within a family. Shalom bayit. Uh, because in order to maintain it, sometimes it's necessary uh, to, to, to depart from the truth. Um, and we see that Hashem himself did it. Uh, initially, uh, Sarah said of Avraham, my husband is old, but when Hashem repeats it, even while he's giving Musar, no point in uh, further disrupting the Shalom Bayit between Avraham and Sarah, so he doesn't mention the fact that um, <clears throat> that Sarah had said, that Avraham is uh, is old, and uh, from this we we learn that the, in order to make peace, sometimes it's necessary uh, to to depart from the absolute uh, truth. And Rashi says the same thing that uh, in relating this, uh, uh, Hashem uh, departed from the the truth because he alters them for the sake for the sake of uh, for the sake of peace. The Ramban uh, goes further and says that uh, she did say that she was old. She said, "I am old," and, uh, and uh, so Avra, So, according to the Ramban, all that God is doing is He's not 
lying, he's just leaving out part. He's leaving out the part that said uh, that uh, my husband is old. Uh, why, why mention that uh, if, uh, if there's no purpose to it? It's only going to disrupt the Shalom Bayit. So we see how important it is um, uh, to, to maintain Shalom Bayit. But as the Ramban points out, her laughter was, uh, was sparked by the fact that she observed that both she and her husband are old. Just uh, in the repetition, Hashem left out the part about her husband. I thank you very much for joining me in this uh, in-depth uh, dis- uh, discussion of Parashat Vayera. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parashat Highlights and Insights saying Shalom. <laughs>